0: um hello hey welcome <laughs> to the heim time podcast your number one bean related podcast my name is travis heim
1: i'm emma heim
0: and uh this was an awesome episode it's a
1: little long but it was packed full of information we
0: literally at the start we like this isn't gonna be we'll, we'll do this short and uh it, it was not short so um We uh, specifically wanted to talk about Dallas, the new Heim Barbecue restaurant opening in Dallas on Mockingbird Lane, 3130 West Mockingbird. Um, For details on the grand opening, hours, everything else, listen to the podcast. To the
1: very end. Yeah, don't fast forward either.
0: Like, listen to all our (laughs) BS at the start and then, you know. um, (sighs) But yeah, anyway, it's, it's awesome. It was really exciting. We're, we're, you know, finally see light at the end of the tunnel, if you will.
1: It's exciting. Um,
0: So yeah, I hope you like it. Um, You know, we answered a lot of listener questions. Please keep sending us your listener questions, um, you know, and we'll try our best. Um, So yeah, if you want to support this podcast, we would love that if, uh, if you're able um, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Podcast. We're up to six patrons now. Woo-hoo! It's only $5. So the, the, you know, I don't know how much beans cost, probably $5. <laughs> you could get a nice can of delicious Bush's baked beans, or you can support the podcast. If I got 10 bucks in my pocket, I'm doing both to be honest with you. But, <laughs> Obviously. um, you know, thank you. Uh, you can support us there. Uh, please subscribe, like review all the stuff, iTunes um uh what are the other Spotify all the other yeah. stuff anywhere that you can that would be awesome um that just helps us get better ratings and stuff so we can keep doing this so yeah I hope you like it um you know here here we go Dallas go yeah Dallas all right hit it Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Quaker City Nighthawks, for playing us in. I am your host, Travis.
1: I am your host, Emma.
0: And this is the Heimtime Podcast.
1: Welcome.
0: Um. Thanks again for listening. If this is your first time, uh, we really appreciate it. This is a special, uh, limited edition podcast. You could say. <laughs> I feel like you would a probably dish? say. A dish. <laughs> limb, a dish pod. Um, and we are going to be mainly talking about Dallas, which is exciting. Yeah, what's happening in I'm, Dallas?
1: I'm Dallas. I'm Dallas. Mockingbird Lane.
0: Okay, you heard it here first. That's how you have to say I'm it every time.
1: Barbecue <laughs> Dallas, on Lane. Mockingbird <laughs> Lane.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we'll get into some listener questions, which is really exciting. We haven't done that since the first podcast, yeah. I don't think. Um, cause we've been doing interviews and other things, but, uh, we will, um, answer some of those. So this will be probably a shorter podcast, but we just want to chat and go over, um, kind of the details as sort of the point of this podcast too, was we wanted to, uh, to use this, to be able to, you know, share any news with the business or anything else that's cool that's going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's do it. Where to begin?
1: Where to begin?
0: Oh, cool. I'm asking. Oh
1: <laughs> well, your first question is: Are we crazy?
0: <laughs> Would you like to answer that? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I feel like we already know the answer to that. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of crazy. Yeah. In
0: don't you feel like you have to there's be crazy, like crazy though? Like in right our here business. In between
1: us, there's like an energy of crazy. You have to be a little bit crazy. I mean, in we our... got
0: beans on the table, for God's sake! Like, we'll talk about
1: that later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Answer the question. Yeah, we're crazy. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, what? Don't you think?
0: <laughs> to, I, I the, the point of, <laughs> this is like to already off to a bad start. <laughs> um, The point of the question is, I, I think uh you kind of have to be a little bit crazy right. to want to open a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic, global pandemic, which um, we didn't know was going to happen, obviously, when we decided to. Open a restaurant, but in general, this now puts us at uh, three Heim barbecue locations, a commissary kitchen, a food truck, Meat Force One. Yeah. Um, it seems a little crazy.
1: And like very Metroplexy. Like yeah. we're venturing out of our little nest of Fort Worth, which is hard and makes sense at the same time because it's the next step. Yeah. Um, but, like, people are stoked about Dallas, and yeah, I'm super excited. Awesome. I mean, um, just Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. I mean, if I haven't replied to you because uh, you're asking when Dallas is opening, that's on purpose because I'm, I'm like, annoyed a little bit. with <laughs> so many questions. Um, but it's coming very soon. We actually have some dates, I think, right?
0: Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later. Ooh. We want to tease it. Um <laughs> But we're officially DFW now. Yeah. Not just FW. So it
1: could be Heim Barbecue DFW.
0: Yeah. That's kind of cool. Let's
1: make shirts. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's
0: spend money. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: You get paid back.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, So yeah, how did the Dallas location come about?
1: By your genius work. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, Paul, can you clip that just so we have that saved? <laughs> okay. Done and done. Well, um, you
1: saw that, I mean, we saw that there was a need for something else for a location outside of Fort Worth. And so I think that's kind of where the intrigue came about. And then you can take the reins on this question okay. now.
0: We, um we um, we weren't really looking for a Dallas location. I mean, when we—that's the other thing. When we first started talking with these guys was last year, before I think even um, last fall, maybe um, when it first mm-hmm. when we were first kind of chatting about it. But it started. We had somebody reach out to us uh, about a different spot in Dallas that we were interested in trying to work a deal on. Um, we thought it was super cool felt like we had, you know, all the things we needed to get that going and, uh, it didn't work out and it was a weird, really weird kind of situation and what we wanted and kind of what we agreed on. Um, anyway, it was just for the better. Yeah, obviously. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it was definitely for the better, but so then from that, these guys, um, at at the Mockingbird spot um, had heard about that or something. They reached out to us. And so it was a second generation restaurant space. Um, There was a a place called Mockingbird Diner that was there um, for a little bit, but kind of the background of it was it was like a really weird kind of seedy hotel motel right Right. in front of Love Field. Um, I forgot what it was called, but some kind of weird.
1: But like known to be. Like the shady hotel.
0: Yeah, like pay by the hour kind of place, you know? (laughs) It's like, yeah, Paul's fist pumping. Yeah, yeah, you would have liked it. So let's put a heim there. But so they, (laughs) it was a weird thing, but these guys owned a bunch of stuff over there. And then um, they worked with the property owners to basically demolish that and Mm -hmm. then build um, a a building that then they made into a restaurant. So it's kind of crazy because it looks like a church.
1: It does. It's got the church vibes for sure.
0: It's like a, a beautiful meat cathedral of sorts. Um,
1: it is beautiful.
0: But like a little too nice. Like, And I guess that's kind of our restaurants are, are nicer anyway because of yeah. you and your design. Um, <laughs> Obviously. We're very deliberate <laughs> on, uh, you know, no like taxidermy on the walls. Yeah, no
1: sawdust.
0: <laughs> stuff uh, like that. No like license plates Usually or tractors. Usually just
1: one neon sign.
0: Yeah. Neon, I think is cool. I like that vibe, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah. So we try not to be, you know, kitschy or whatever with that. So it is, it is a little too nice, but we're going to, we're going to make it cool. It'll start to smell like smoke pretty pretty soon. It's exciting. But so anyway, we, we worked out, you know, a pretty good deal with them to, um, to get it going. And really from our standpoint, as you know, when you're looking at, different restaurant spaces and kind of planning growth, there's a ton of different things that you look at, but like, what is it going to take, you know, startup capital? What is construction going to take? I mean, there's a million things that go into it besides just saying, I want to open a restaurant. And I think we've probably said no to a hundred different yeah. opportunities, um, that if you not just more. <laughs> feel like aren't, you know, right. And, um, You know, this was one that kind of checked all the boxes, obviously, and then we felt really good about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, all we had to do really from the point of bringing that up is just build a smokehouse. And so that only took um, probably only a couple weeks of construction. But when we first submitted the permit with the city was like the first kind of shutdown with uh, COVID and um, earlier this year. And so it added some time to that. Um, And then we got revisions back and had to add like uh, hoods in the smokehouse, which um, we haven't had to do. I know like some like I know in Houston, I think they have to do um, a similar thing because like Truth Barbecue, their smokehouse is super nice. And they have like, you know, $100,000 worth of hoods. I'm sure, if not more in there. Um, so we weren't really expecting that. So then it's like, okay, here's another, you know, 50 grand that you have to spend and more time, more construction, all of that. Um, but I think it actually worked out really good and worked well in our favor because we've just recently gone to 75% occupancy. Right. We're starting to see things going back to normal, hopefully with restaurants, as long as, you know, God forbid there's not another second wave or something with all of this BS, but... Um, you know, I think it really kind of worked in our favor.
1: Right. I mean, 75%, we were thinking 50% for opening. So, I mean, we're super blessed just to have that, but only if people keep wearing their masks and washing their hands and six feet and all that stuff. Um, that's the only way, but yeah, no, the smokehouse is super nice. We've got, um, two oilers in there and it's small. It's much smaller it's than both small. restaurants yeah. uh, in Fort Worth, but it fits perfectly on the layout for the building. And actually, the guys and, or gals will have access into air conditioning, which is really nice, which <laughs> our two in Fort Worth don't have. Um, so it's it's going to be good, I think.
0: What excites you about opening a location in Dallas?
1: Ooh, I mean, I think it just goes back to the original thing we were talking about, about expanding more. I mm-hmm. think our biggest goal, one of our biggest goals as high barbecue owners is to be able to reach more people and um, serve our food to even a broader, you know,
0: broader realm. audience.
1: Realm, realm, Game of
0: Thrones,
1: (laughs) and so I think I'm super excited about that, and I'm super excited because there's a ton of people that have been like, I drive an hour and a half or whatever, like even people beyond Dallas that drive through Dallas to get to Fort Worth.
0: Yeah, yeah, which thankful for that,
1: crazy, and uh, so I'm I'm excited about that. Um, I think that's my main excitement.
0: Yeah, I it's it's. It's interesting. I mean, even opening, you know, I I, I don't, I mean, I am worried. You know, I gotta (laughs) be honest. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, You know, there's always some anxiety related to opening a new restaurant, obviously. But I think even with opening the river was a huge step of, oh, we can do this. Right. Um, We can open another spot, um, you know, separate from Magnolia and still maintain uh, consistency, maintain the quality um we could probably do a better job on hospitality i think that's always sort of something that we're always. we're battling and working with um you know staff and everything on but um you know that's that's so one the goal i think with that with the river was kind of like okay can we do this can we keep the standard maintain that but two at the river i feel like we've gotten better like we have. i think it's helped us having another store um you know, and all of the different things. And and like we've said, I think before on the podcast, every time we open a new store, we're trying to think, okay, how can we make this better? How Mm -hmm. can we make this guest experience better? Um, How can we be more efficient at what we do from food quality standpoint with the smokehouse to the kitchen to everything else um, we have going on? So that, that excites me too, I think, because it's just another kind of Step of okay, well, let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. And I think too, with Magnolia and the river, they both probably surprised us a little bit where you go into having this expectation of it's going to be a certain way. Um, and then part of what you have to do as a business owner is just kind of grow with that and go,
1: yeah, adjust okay. as you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you know, at Magnolia, we have the best whiskey bar in town. I'm, I'm you know, comfortable saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it started out, we had over 200 bottles (laughs) and we had like, (laughs) it was the best, most ridiculous whiskey bar in anywhere near here. Um, and so you're like, this is a great idea. We're going to focus on this. We're going to really push this. There's nothing like this. And then no one cared. (laughs) It was like a few, you know, guys who were really into it. (laughs) And, um, we're interested, but you just see like that as an example of like somewhere where, okay, well, let's pivot this. How mm-hmm. can we, you know, our original thought, our original idea, um, you know, didn't really work out. And so now we can kind of change and, and, uh, play with it. So I'm interested to see, cause I think too, the Mockingbird spots, 3130 West Mockingbird, um, lane, which is right in front of Love Field.
1: Right in front. Yeah.
0: So I think we're expecting to, um, and back to what excites me, I think we're expecting a lot of traveling business. Yeah. Um,
1: people coming in and seeing barbecue. I mean, Texas is like known for its barbecue. So there's one right there.
0: And so to that, it's weird now with still COVID and everything and people traveling, but I think too, you know, it's a cool deal where hopefully for a lot of people that are just traveling, you know, regionally or whatever, um, you know, we'll be kind of a, place where if they have a layover, or whatever, they can hang out. Or it's also like, okay, I just got here to visit, you know, my parents or my grandparents or whatever. I'm going to grab some barbecue, you know, on the way. Ooh, I
1: got a question. Okay. Does that make you like, what intimidates you more? Someone that will have a one-time experience with time, barbecue, mockingbird, or, uh, the other two, or someone that's a consistent, person coming in like there's going to be people that are like you said layovers that are like oh i'm going to run across the street grab a cold beer and a chopped sandwich like how do we make an impact on them and does that worry you at
0: all uh to answer your question nothing intimidates me but i think that uh, nothing
1: what about <laughs> these beans know. here
0: oh you know let's <laughs> uh thank you bushes for sponsoring this uh, podcast um I I think there's there's less um, there's less room for error with your your regular consistent mm-hmm. customer base, and that in my opinion is probably the hardest part of what we do, and we have a ton of customers um, you know and regulars who come once a week if not more. Um, who they will tell you if something's not right, yeah. and we appreciate that. Right, and they'll say, "Hey, this manager sucks." <laughs> this like my corn dog was cooked for six hours, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, so I think from to answer your question, I, I I'm more I'm more concerned with that business because mm-hmm. those are the core, um, you know, of what keeps us running and people who love us and are committed and love our food. Um, and so the consistency part of it is, is uh, you know, I think more of a focus. But then too, like you know, I think of we've said before, T. Garcia's. Mm-hmm. You know, talked about it on here, some other places. You have places that are more tourist, you know, sort of driven, or at least you know where a lot of people. They're in. I'm in town for Fort Worth for one day. Where do I go? Yeah. And we get some of that. You know, now I think is the kind of you know. Hip barbecue place or whatever that's open, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I think, um, there's, there is pressure with that. Um, but it's a different kind of thing of like, you know, I want to always represent my hometown, Fort Worth. You know, I, I feel, um, you know, an obligation to, to make sure for a different reason that we're showing, you know, putting our best foot forward with our food, yeah, with everything, with exactly. that. And, um, you know, you go to a place like Angelo's or another place that's going to have, you know, a different sort of vibe, if you will, with all the stuff they have going on. But I think the reason I bring them up is hopefully it's us and them and other places like that. Joe T's, it's still a very unique Fort Worth experience where, you know, uh, you can go over there and have the more kind of You know, like there's a giant stuffed bear, you know, when you walk in and like other stuff. And we don't have that, but hopefully it's kind of the same kind of unique sort of Fort Worth experience that, um, you know, not just barbecue, but other restaurants in town would provide.
1: Okay. I agree. Does
0: that answer your question? Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it's kind of fun when people from out of town come because they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then they're, like, super excited because they're, like, used to, like, Kansas City or right. some a different, you know, area or Whole Hog or something. And so style, it's kind yeah. of cool to be able to, like, say, like, this is now not only Fort Worth barbecue, but the DFW area barbecue.
0: Yeah. And you had a lady uh, that drove with our food to mississippi yeah
1: last night a lady um tagged us on instagram and she was like i picked this up from heim in fort worth and brought it all the way to mississippi and i was like man that's so freaking cool like and it still looked really good too (laughs) she instagrammed the photo i was like dang
0: yeah that held up really well um what was do you remember danielle's dad's name that would always come to the food truck
1: is this danny
0: Danny, Danny, yeah, Payne? I forget. Um, I think that's right. He's,
1: he's awesome. Go
0: saints. But he, uh, <laughs> he would come and get like a whole brisket and he yeah. told us a story of like, this was, you know, years ago, pre COVID, but he literally carried a cryovac brisket onto the plane, <laughs> like a carry on and just like put it up We've top done that. And, uh, to take it to fly home to Nashville. I think they were living. So shout out Danny. <laughs> um, do you, I, I wrote down what scares us as along with excites us. Is there anything that sort I mean, of scares you about it?
1: It's, it's all the same things. I mean, what's exciting is also scary, I yeah. guess you could say, cause we are reaching new people. We are broadening, um, what we can do. And so I think that is scary. I, you know, the smokehouse is smaller. I hope that we have enough room to cook things, which I think we do, yeah. but you know, there's Can always
0: build a more smart. Yeah. I mean, stuff it's fine.
1: Need. But I think those, those things that excite me are also the same things that kind of make me nervous because we do have like, there's a standard, there's a clear standard and we have to hit, hit that. So doing that every day, but not five seconds away from our house is a little bit scary, but at the same time it's not. So does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I think the key to that, and I don't really, I'm, I'm weird about like saying names and stuff because I don't, you know, with the employees I want to protect them, but we have a uh, manager yeah. over there that we really love, super that stoked been about doing her. a great job, and uh, we've already the team that we fired is really awesome. Uh, we're kind of struggling in a lot of ways with hiring. There's not a lot of people, especially like front of house bartenders. Um, it's kind of tough to, to hire in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so, you know, I think if anything scares me about that, it's, it's finding the right people that are going to be committed. And, um, it's different, I think too, because in Fort Worth, it, you know, and it, some people may not believe this, but like most people in Dallas have never heard of us, never heard of our food. Um, you know, if you're tied into the foodie scene or barbecue, I think you're familiar with kind of us, but, um, in Fort Worth, it's like, you know, people know, oh, well, I want to go work there cause it's like a barbecue place and mm-hmm. it's cool, whatever. Um, you know, Dallas, we're still, I think kind of building our, our rep over there and stuff. Yeah. So we've seen people and, um, especially like back of house staff, you know, it's a ton of experienced people from. Uh, other restaurants and stuff that, that are really cool. And so I think we're going to have a really good foundation, but that's always something that, that concerns me. I I read a thing that said this was pre COVID, but it said um, there's in restaurants, there's 50% turnover in the first six months of opening a restaurant.
1: I mean, don't you think that's true from the two we've opened? I don't
0: know. Definitely river. Yeah. I don't know if Magnolia. um, And two, when we opened Magnolia, we weren't as quick to fire people. I think, you know, and (laughs) the river, uh, yeah, it, it, it well, that was hire, another tough that's one to hire. The
1: whole, like, okay, the whole gist of like restaurants is to hire people and then you serve food. Right. If you got... Seems 50, pretty simple. It seems simple. It's easy to say. But when you got 50% of that, which is like quality food, consistent food, and then the other 50% is the hiring
0: mm.
1: and you miss the mark on that, well, then you're going to have turnover and regardless, you know, yeah. like you've got to make those changes so it's that I mean for sure the hardest part of restaurants don't you think is people like your staff and stuff because there's like oh I would do it this way I would do it that way but then like you have to throw in just like other people's brains and like how they would do things (laughs) and how they operate
0: um team management of her is a good term for that and um I think yeah I mean it's 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 tough and if you own a business or you're familiar in some way some capacity like even Paul with the studio and stuff it's like you have you know and we we have a specific vision for our business mm-hmm. on a daily basis on a weekly on a monthly on a yearly what our 3 year 5 year 10 year plan is we haven't thought longer than that But we have specific goals written down, focused on that this is what we want to work on and all this stuff. It's hard a lot of times when you have a cashier who's 18 years old or a dishwasher or somebody like that, who's like, I don't give a shit about any of this. I just need a paycheck and I want to work, you know, 30 hours or whatever and do this. And so... (laughs) <laughs> when we we're big on, and I wanted to, there's a specific thing I want to talk about, but setting the tables, my favorite book, Danny Meyer, um, we should do like book reviews too. I think on the Patreon, I might do a, a book review. Travis okay. I actually read books. It's you may not, for my parents, um, you know, you may not think that. For my
1: parents? I, is um,
0: I do, uh, Can occasionally, read? occasionally read books, um, so, uh, I don't even know what I was like a say. lot. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, so, so hiring is tough and, and you so how do, something about- oh, about culture. So, well, oh, if yeah. you you have, and this is something that has frustrated us recently, but it's like you don't ever not have a culture, right? Like, right. it's either good or bad or totally in the middle or whatever, but it, it's never, and so I feel like too, when we talk about what scares us or whatever, we're constantly, constantly thinking that big picture at every restaurant, yeah, at the commissary, at the food truck, at all, anything that's associated with the business of, you know, I think our biggest goal is we want to create a place where people are happy, where they want to come work. Um, but then also like you said, standards, we have standards, we have to yeah. keep people accountable. Um, Otherwise, you know, no one's going to care about coming to the restaurant if the food sucks, if everybody's, you know, rude and everything else. Um, so culture is huge. And I think hiring is a big part of that. Um, training, we could do a lot better job at. Um, but hiring, so thinking on that note, what what qualities stuff do you look for when you're hiring?
1: Oh, man, this is like our interview questions. It is, I know. You know, um, I like people that this is like not like what you would think, but I love when people have like hobbies Yeah, and they, um, they're like, Oh, I like to do, you know, I like to work out four times a week or, um, I create paintings or something like that. And I feel like that, like, like working helps them be able to do those hobbies. Mm -hmm. And so I think that those are always good things to look for. Um, Why is
0: that? Because we've talked about it before you have to be passionate,
1: passionate. Yeah. And passionate is my biggest, well, not my biggest thing. Cause empathy is my biggest thing. I know we're big on passion, but, um, having something that drives you mm-hmm. besides just like, I have to get up so I can pay my electric bill. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. And yeah. you can see it in people's work ethic for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, empathy is my other one. Um, because I just feel like you have to kind of have a base understanding of humans because that's what you're doing, especially mm-hmm. front I'm speaking front of the house. um obviously there's differences in the, but back I think the house, for the but restaurant
0: in general yeah, yeah,
1: um like just understanding how people interact and how people receive things is mm-hmm. really big. And then like understanding how you're making them feel yeah. is a really big deal. But what I was going to say um, about hiring, and I remember this with Magnolia because we were going from like me being cashier, you being cutter. And it was the two of us and it was working really well, but then you right. open yourself up to, okay, now we're bringing in staff that we're having to train. And you'd feel this pressure of like, how do I, Literally, I remember saying this imprint my soul, my heart, my drive, my passion on someone else, you know, and it's really intimidating because you want, yeah. like, you're like, this is how you're going to cashier every time. This is the menu. This is how you're going to word it. it. Though,
0: almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's
1: almost like you can't. You can't, like, change someone's, (laughs) you know, whatever. You can't change someone's personality or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so those things are huge when you're looking to hire. Is just like, like, are you a happy person? Yeah. Do you smile? (laughs) Can you? And then, like, you know, those things. But then it's like, can you show up on time? Right. Yeah. Do you know where to put a dirty apron at the end of the shift? Like, things (laughs) that are, like, basic. Right. But that are huge when it's like you're working as a team, you know, like the the showing up on time. Like Mm -hmm. we talk about that all the time because you you really schedule your day, your your open hours around people showing up on time. Mm -hmm. If you don't show up on time, it's it's like you're purposely being rude to another staff member. And that's.
0: Yeah. Or just my time's more important.
1: Yeah. And so it's like, no, you have to fill the sauce bottles because I was late. And so anyway,
0: one of our family values, respect, right.
1: Respect, and so respect
0: yeah. could mean a number of things, but you know, even punctuality to some, yeah. to some extent, because if I'm showing up late, um, you know, in the smokehouse in the morning, then I'm not getting the fire started. I'm not getting the meat on in time. If I show up late as a dishwasher, cashier, whatever, there's, there's repercussions of how, you know, that affects everyone else's job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then again, it's, then it just creates a culture that's like, okay with that and tolerant of it. And it seems like a small thing. And there's a lot of small things like that, that, you know, like, uh, dress code, you know, like just different,
1: it things that are up. not
0: that big a deal in the long run, but when you see, and especially from our perspective, you see how then that's kind of just a small, it's like the the small crack in the dam right. you know, that then just kind of keeps. And then it's like, okay, everyone's why, okay. That's with
1: why management and, is so important. Our hourly yeah. managers, it's like, they really hold the line for us. Yeah. And if they're not going to say, hey, you know, you have too many holes in your jeans, which I don't like if you work for me. So like if you don't say that in the moment, mm-hmm. then what what good is that? How, yeah. how how do you get better every day? Right. Which is what our end goal is, is to strive for Yeah. To be better every day. So
0: absolutely. Um
1: what do you look for in hiring?
0: What do I look for in hiring? We we have um our our core values or our family values, um, our stripes. Yeah that we've talked about. Um, I don't think on the podcast, um, but specific kind of values, things that we look for. Um, the biggest thing recently that I've, I've looked at, and this is more for like managers and stuff, but, um, there's a book called selling sunshine. The the second book that I've read, um, in my life. And it's by <laughs> Tony Hartle, um, who started, founded the planet tan, uh, empire yeah. and does a ton of other stuff. And, um, uh, it's an awesome, awesome book if you're a business owner, small business owner. But um, he uses the uh, focus, passion, accountability. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good place to start. Um, there's a lot of things like you describe, like, are you just a happy person? You right. Know? I mean, we've done, we use even a system culture index to um, with our company. That's a lot of money. But um, with hiring, with managing, with doing all sorts of stuff. And that's the, basically a personality test. And so what you can do is show, you know, this is my pattern of whatever. And so someone with my pattern uh, is great in the role that I have would be terrible in a cashier. role. Yeah, Or would be terrible in a general manager role or something. It's not to say that I can't do that, but I'm not a social person. You are a terribly social person. It's
1: like, where do you get your energy right from? And yeah. I get my energy from being around people and mm-hmm. serving and you get your energy not. from being a, like alone and yes. working Absolutely. hard, caveman like, yes. no, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Hunch, and and bag
1: of Notre Dame yeah. <laughs> in Qu- the back. Um,
0: <laughs> but even, you know, and even like we've talked about that where um, we'll go to events and stuff and it's like, I hate it. I hate like, do, yeah. I love the part of. Uh, meeting like customers and talking barbecue and stuff and like I can do that all day like Texas Monthly those type of events. I hate like hanging out and like <laughs> y- you know <laughs> what I mean and chat. It's just it doesn't it's 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 not my. It's thing.
1: overwhelming for you. It's
0: overwhelming for me and I yeah. don't and and I'm not. But
1: that's why I'm there.
0: But I'm literally I'm like the, we're the opposite. We ends really are of the, the spectrum of of whatever you could possibly. Record. I'm like
1: team player you're like autonomy leader. I'm the winner leader. I don't
0: want to be a team player.
1: And then I'm like people a thousand yep. percent. And you're like people, zero percent, except mm-hmm. that you love people. So he his food. And then like, I we're both really good at multitasking In, and completely Incredibly
0: impatient. I'm is incredibly the other part impatient. Of but both yeah. of us are like,
1: I'm quick to, if there's
0: an issue, snack. I need it right now. I well, can't. I mean, yeah. But
1: don't you think when we took that and we're getting off topic, when we took that, survey yeah i mean we are literally so ingrained in our company yeah that when you're taking a personality test Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if you are thinking of a broad realm of like i'm just a regular human like you i don't know i have a hard time not putting our company into things like that so when it's like i'm very impatient because i want things done it's because it's like i need this table moved right now because
0: you're Incredibly impatient <laughs> outside of the restaurant there's people though, there. So. <laughs> what? I mean, Am I?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, like, these people need this done. Can we make it happen? You know, like I need that now done. And so yeah. when it comes to my impatientness, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Um, I'm sorry if I'm super impatient.
0: you are. And then we <laughs> both are. We both are. But then um,
1: a need like to getting a task, task done,
0: things like that. You and I are both very high in that, which is like, there's nothing I hate worse than, oh, I'm working on that or I'm getting it done. And then nothing. The done.
1: process is started. If
0: it's not done and completed to me, you then it's done not it. done. Right. You know what I mean? Like same. there's a very finite, this is completed. Same. Paul nodding his head. You agree. <laughs> um, you're probably the same way with that. Um, we
1: should send him the survey. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we should. That'd be good. Um,
1: Then we'll talk about you.
0: (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but no, I think with, with hiring, getting back to that, like that's, you know, and, and passion, like we said, you know, you could even be, you know, like, um, some guy the other day, you know, we were talking to is like woodworking, you know, it's like, right. Um, you know, lady the other day, my kids, Mm -hmm. like we're all, for the most part, motivated by something. Some people are completely unmotivated. They're not going to work long at our company. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, there's something that drives everybody. And I think that's part of hopefully what's made us or making us better in a manager kind of role is, you know, finding, finding that balance where people can pursue what they want. But also like, hey man, the way that you love jujitsu, you know, bring that intensity, bring that passion, bring that work ethic mm-hmm. into what you do with us, with the company. And, you know, that's going to make people be successful and yeah. that's going to make them happier in there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of I the agree. biggest things too, is when you see the way this culture index works is your personality and then your job. And so you're kind of saying, okay, what, what qualities do I need to be successful at my job? both of ours are almost the same, Mm -hmm. which means we're happy in our role. You know, we're good. There's some changes, but when you see someone that's completely different pattern, they're super high stressed, you know, they're
1: feeling pressure
0: if they're like me, but then they're having to be super, super social in a general manager role or something like that, then that's going to cause problems. And so too, I think, you know, whatever that one book, but another book that I read, <laughs> um, you know, you want to put the, get the right people on the bus, right. And then put traction them in, the, in the right. No, it's a different book. Dang, get them, get them <laughs> another traction is another good book. Um, now I'm up to four books. So, um, All right. what next?
1: Um, let's see. Will there be a bar at Heim Mockingbird?
0: Yes. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, that's
1: super exciting. We
0: have, um, it's not, you know, we're not going to be like whiskey heavy or something like that. We just kind of want a good bar that yeah. people can hang out at.
1: Was it ten taps or twelve taps?
0: I think, yeah. It's not, it's not terribly big because we had to put the um, under the counter keg coolers, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's a whole other thing. But you know, or you could have a walk in run glycol system beer lines, which is how we have at the River in Magnolia, which is a nightmare. Um, but at least <laughs> these are right there, so. Um, we're going to focus on Dallas craft Dallas beers. Yeah. kind of have some some very specific sort of stuff over there. Um, we may try to sneak in a Martin House or something like that. Ooh. Um, shout out, Suge. Suge was Shug. talking about a bean baked bean beer.
1: Should we do baked that? Bean Shug?
0: flavored uh, beer. Which sounds disgusting, but you guys have made a lot of uh, other weird beers have, that, like that I like. So,
1: would it like this, the sweet underlying, like bacon brown sugar sure. type deal? Like
0: they did with the bacon burn in beer,
1: but with a hint of beans.
0: But with beans. <laughs> what if it had beans in it floating? Like you pull the tap and it's just
1: <laughs> little beans fall out. <laughs>
0: So we'll have anyway, should hit us up.
1: We're open to anything. (laughs)
0: Uh not a great idea, but uh (laughs) we'll we'll have cocktails, we'll have, you know, whatever, everything else. We one of the biggest things too well, I don't want to jump ahead, but we had um a lot of the Southwest Airlines folks, Mm -hmm. a lot of the, the hospital people that are around there, um workers, everything. Um, they're getting off of third shift. Yeah, you know, and so they uh, a lot of people reached out to us and said, "We want you guys to open for breakfast if you can open mm-hmm. early, um, so we can get drunk." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we can have breakfast, but they're coming off a of shift, so like they because so like who's the judge? Um, yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but so um, so anyway, so that bar too. So that's another thing that we can you yeah know, segue into. Uh, Will we have breakfast at Mockingbird?
1: Breakfast, Breakfast. yes. Breakfast. We will. We will have our um, tacos that we do every day that I post about every single day. So if you don't know yet, we do breakfast tacos every single day, 9 to 11. We have pulled pork um, brisket and then our bacon burn-ins. Not pulled pork. Jalapeno, cheddar sausage, brisket, and bacon burn-ins with eggs and cheese. It's super good. We make our own tortillas, all that stuff. So we're doing that in Dallas. we're and also, I do you, are we saying hours yet
0: or um not yet okay but
1: but um, at breakfast hours
0: I'm working on a collab with a local establishment I won't say specifically who because no you don't know this okay. I, I text my buddy at nine last night when I was thinking of it it's
1: snaking um
0: but that could be awesome Like okay. it could be next level awesome uh, is
1: that to go or dine in.
0: It is, I don't know. Okay. Is it?
1: I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: Oh, my. Yeah. No, it's just like a a secret menu item that would be absolutely killer. Yeah, it's a big deal. Is Um, it bean beer? It has nothing to do with beans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not bean related in any okay, way.
1: Okay, just double check.
0: We should open a bean store, though. Like a fast Different casual. Different beans? Yeah, just only beans. Nothing but beans. Great name.
1: Not about beans. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, we okay. will have a bar. We will have breakfast. Are we we're doing other breakfast options breakfast. or just
1: tacos?
0: Yeah, we'll have tacos. We've worked out some breakfast sandwiches, Ooh. too. Um, I We're Probably to, I mean, I don't want to give it all away, but we're probably, we're testing some biscuits, um, homemade biscuits. Yum. My grandmother has an awesome recipe. Um, I just don't want to, if we're going to do that, I don't want them to be like shitty grands or something. I of want course. to do it like homemade. Um, and then we may have um, some other options kind of related to that, but not a huge breakfast menu, but something where people can get to if people are traveling, whatever. Yeah, you like know, for, simple local businesses that want to do a breakfast taco pickup or whatever, Um, you know, something like that. So, okay. um, Next question.
1: How many days a week are we open?
0: We will be open Wednesday through Sunday initially. Okay. And um, you can, I
1: don't know why I'm like, okay, (laughs) I know these things. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You can blame uh, COVID for that or whatever, but too, with hiring, with everything training, you know, I'd like to stick at least to the five days. Which well, and I know also is like just twice inventory what, we
1: need to figure <laughs> you know. out. We'll 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 expand that eventually.
0: Yes, I, I I'd love to go seven days a week, and I think we will, but we'll probably wait on that okay. until you know we get get everything going. Yeah. And, and two, if you go to a restaurant when they open, not just us, but like, please just. Be nice. <laughs> you know, like you don't need to review it. <laughs> you don't need to like Google. right when they open. You don't need to yelp. Like if there's an issue, I guarantee you they're understaffed. They're still training. You know, who knows what the hell's going on. There's the a million lunch? things going on. We there.
1: got, like, last week for for Mockingbird, which we don't have open yet, yeah. a guy gave us a one star. So our rating on Google right now is 3.0. But our first
0: our first official rating was a one star, a which one seems star fitting.
1: Because he was like, this place isn't even open. And I'm like, yeah.
0: I called and they not. didn't answer. The phone I, number I wasn't went, even correct. I think the correct. he said he even went in. The place and and like talk to staff.
1: Oh, geez. Um, anyway, thank you, sir, if you're listening.
0: Yeah, go (laughs) for it. Um,
1: (laughs) If you could delete that, that'd be cool.
0: The yeah, but anyway, like you know, it's it's tough, and especially right now, it's tough. (laughs) So, you know, just try to be uh, try to be as nice as possible, and especially like our new staff, kind of learning everything we have going on, that can take some time because you just come from different you know, restaurants yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah.
1: I feel like we've answered Wednesday the rest of these Sunday. besides opening dates, except um, Catherine Morris, Jonathan's wife. He was on a couple episodes ago. Shout out. She asked um, how has COVID affected opening? And we mentioned it a little bit earlier about like getting permitting to build and construction and stuff. And we turned in all of our paperwork to start the construction on the um, smokehouse. And it was like the next day it was like shut down, mm. um, which like, thank God we got it turned in before, because if not, then that would have been a whole nother process of like waiting to get it right after open. So how matter. has COVID affected our construction? How has it affected this opening? You know, obviously we're opening at seventy-five percent, which is not ideal, but way better than fifty or better twenty-five. Than nothing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So how how do you feel we've been affected by that?
0: I think um, you know, shout out whoever the construction guys are I like those guys. I think yeah think maybe is their name. I should know that, but um they as soon as they got the green light, they were rocking it. Yeah. So construction wasn't bad. Um, we had some delays with equipment and stuff that we had to to bring in, but nothing, you know, bad. I mean, for the most part, I think it, it hasn't affected. Our landlords were really cool. So um, the Viceroy Investment guys, shout out to them. Um, they've been super awesome with working with us on, you know, we were planning to open much sooner, but with everything going on. Um, but I would say to answer this question, what are the psychological effects that we've dealt with? Wait, what was
1: the first question we asked? Um, Are we crazy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, you know, and, and Daniel brought up a good question, Daniel Vaughn, when he was on the podcast the other day, um, of, you know, I was down in the dumps or whatever the hell he said. And I think it's, there, there was just times where, you know, we talked about this in like February. When did you say we signed the lease? February or something? I think so. Because um, it
1: was right before.
0: And so this was a plan and awesome and all that. And then like a month later, we're like, we may not have a business. Yeah. Like We need to get our resumes together and figure yes. out something new to do <laughs> with our lives. Um, and everyone doesn't have a job and all that. So I think more so it's it's been a roller coaster on that, you know, from my perspective and even, you know, we have a couple guys that are trained at our restaurants in Fort Worth that have been with us for a while that are going over to Dallas in the smokehouse. I'm not at all concerned with the food quality. I know they're going to do a great job. Um, My mother, Robin, who works with us is, is doing some back of house training, you know, that, that part of it doesn't really concern me. Um, but i think from what what were the biggest issues opening in, in covid was just that just the uncertainty of like mm-hmm. w- we have no idea what's Aren't going you on i'm so
1: tired of like the uncertainty yes <laughs> i mean everyone yeah, yeah. is i mean what is the 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 line these unprecedented times uh, it's like can yeah. we just Every have just commercial. regular times at this point but i get it i mean i know there's a struggle but
0: and it's just a weird deal of uh, You know, a uh, crappy bar off 7th Street, you know, has been going viral this week because they had like a thousand people in their place. Really? Excuse me, a restaurant, a restaurant off of 7th Street, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's just like you have a ton of smaller bars, a ton of restaurants, a ton of people like us that are like, just trying to get by and do everything that we can. Our staff is doing an awesome job of following all uh, the health and safety measures, everything. Shout out Steve at the river, Yeah. Um, especially, um, but the mask, all of that stuff, you know, and, and really working hard. And then you have stuff like that going on mm-hmm. where you're just like... You know, I don't want to be, you know, worried about another shutdown or whatever. But as a business owner, you have to kind of plan and how insane
1: is that now? Like before it would be like, do we, are we able to get enough briskets from our distributor? Are we able to like have enough bartenders? Can we get the kegs refilled? Now it's like, you know, there's this umbrella of worry. And then like, it's at the very top. It's like, will there be another shutdown? Yeah. (laughs)
0: we would no, never have thought that, even even um, down to the election and everything, going right. on. And that's about to happen in less than a month. Mm-hmm. And like, whatever the hell you believe, it's just a very like polarizing time. Everyone kind of you know hates the other side, <laughs> whatever year, yeah,
1: hates the nice word
0: could be. And um, it's just a weird, weird time. And I think what's awesome, uh, you know, I I had a conversation the other day with a guy about restaurants and future of restaurants and, um, you know, there's ghost kitchens and all this, and he's heavy into the delivery systems and, you know, this is kind of the future. And I'm like, people love restaurants. And we've seen that when, when it went from 50 to 75%, we were packed yeah. that night. Like it was like, people are like, I want to get out of the house.
1: Of course. I don't
0: want to do a hello fresh or whatever. I mean, if you guys want to sponsor, that's fine. <laughs> But I don't wanna like make something or bean heavy do dishes, a, please. Yeah, it's like I want to go to a restaurant and experience, you know, a good time. Service. Yeah. Everything that's great about restaurants, music, service, all the stuff that, that we love. I don't think that's ever gonna go away. Um, which is awesome. But it's just you 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 see how we're just in these unprecedented times <laughs> and it's, it's weird, man, and, you know, you're, you're thinking about all of that with how do we open a restaurant. Our biggest thing that we, we talk to staff about is we want to um, be as inclusive as possible in every way. So that means any anyone is welcome in our restaurants. We want to be a safe place for anyone um, to come, to enjoy barbecue, to enjoy a drink. We do a good job of that, but I think, too, especially now, it's almost like that's even a bigger focus, you know, yeah. like because people come in and they could be pissed about something that Trump said, or they could be pissed about something that, you know, Biden or whatever said, and they have all this. And then I'm, I just, I'm worried about getting sick, all this stuff, whatever. Oh, and by the way, I'll do a, a chopped brisket sandwich. And then it's just so much going on. It is that now even your frontline, you know, employees and restaurant employees and everything are, are, Having to kind of add that to their level of of what they're doing. Yeah, so.
1: we're like counselors on top of yeah cashiers. So I think
0: more <laughs> to answer and not answer the question. You know, it's more like that side of things that I think have been difficult with with opening the a restaurant and
1: um, sureties. Yeah,
0: well, just all the yeah emotional stuff and everything you got going on. But um, you know, we're doing it. It's crazy, but you know, we're oh, no. we're rocking it.
1: Um, what are our long term
0: goals for Dallas?
1: Uh, to rock it and roll it there. <laughs> um, Dallas, that man, you know, that's a it's a big market. Yeah. So I think like this restaurant Mockingbird is like a step into that market. And so like, let's just keep going that direction. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I mean, when we were looking at this, we weren't really even looking to open another location. And we've talked about before, we tried to do everything sort of organically Mm -hmm. and this worked out great. But I think too, you know, we, I don't know if we'd open another spot in Fort Worth. I mean, there's well a million barbecue places now and <laughs> opening not barbecue every day and maybe like North Fort Worth. I don't know, maybe. But you know, it's just um yeah, maybe another concept yeah, or something concept. like that. But so if we're gonna grow, I think obviously that's the direction. But it's one of those things where it's like somebody asked the other day, you know, what are you gonna open five, ten of these or whatever? Like I didn't think we'd open one. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the fact that we're doing this, like, again, first question, are we crazy? Yes. But, you know, if there is an opportunity to grow in the Dallas market, I think that would be awesome. You know, it could be, this is the only one we ever do over there and that's fine. Um, but I think, you know, kind of my, my hope and long-term goals would be sort of the same as Fort Worth. We started in a food truck with $100 to our name. And we grew that into this thing where now we have restaurants that are a part of the communities that they're in, that are awesome, fun places for people to hang out, get barbecue, have birthday parties. We had a wedding last Saturday, literally a wedding, not a reception, a wedding at the river. Um, You know, and so I want that same thing for the Mockingbird spot. Mm -hmm. And if we can create that kind of environment over there um you know that'd be awesome i agree that opens more opportunities that's great if not you know whatever we got a cool place to go on your way to the airport yeah (laughs) so
1: yeah what were you
0: gonna ask next
1: okay do you want to go into the listener questions you're the boss i mean i feel like these we've answered all of these questions pretty good one question um from texas farm d off Twitter. How's the parking?
0: Uh, Shout out Texas. Um, He's on on Twitter a lot. Uh, Pretty good. Would you say? Uh, Better than Magnolia. Better
1: than Magnolia. (laughs) Not as... I mean, and then like, so the other day with like this wedding. Mm -hmm. It was like insane at River parking wise because it was also like dinner rush time. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we could have planned better. Um, But like, it's smaller than Magnolia parking or than River parking, but Better than Magnolia
0: parking. Yes. Okay. I think there's like forty something spaces and then we're right next to the te- Tesla dealership. And so
1: you can charge your Tesla. Technically
0: you can park over there. I mean, you know, you shouldn't have any issues, but
1: there's uh, a QT next door.
0: Then that hotel. Those our landlords own all of those. So yeah. hopefully that's not an issue. Um so yeah, a lot better. Good question. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, you want
0: to ask the next one? Uh at the Kirchhoff. Um, I think that's how you say that. Yeah, it looks sorry. Like it. Um, I don't want to say your, his first name in case I want to dox anybody. But shout out! Um, I met him and his wife at uh, the Slow Bone Barbecue. Oh, Stephen Joseph. Um, oh, did a class yeah. of sorts, and so I met him and Jack Perkins there. Um, and then uh, I sat with this gentleman and his wife. They were super nice, and I was telling them how one day I would love to open a barbecue place. And you did they it. probably looked at me like this guy's fucking crazy, but <laughs> um, they were super nice. And so shout out. Um, unfortunately, he is a Longhorns fan, um, but we won't factor that into uh, his question. <laughs> um, so at the Kirchhoff on Twitter, um, talk about the challenges to be a good employer to your staff, jeez, and how you balance that with making customers happy and running a viable business. And be honest about the sleepless nights, uh, about trying to balance that. Great question.
1: Yikes. Talk about the challenges to be a good employer to your staff. Yeah. That's like, it's not that hard because, I mean... I think that we like bring people in with like the things that we've talked about before where like, what are you looking for when you're hiring and all of those things. And so when you're actually working with this person, it, it shines, it shows, and it makes the whole team work better. Um,
0: Setting expectations. Setting expectations.
1: Yeah. I mean, holding people accountable. Those are like a lot of people, which I don't know if this is true for millennials, which we work with a lot now younger millennials now it's
0: like gen z or whatever yeah that's cause we're called. millennials or whatever
1: but anyway um like they want a reason for why they're doing what they're doing like why am i filling these sauce bottles why do i have to make sure my dr- drawer is balanced like all of those things and so they like to have structure and so making sure that we're staying consistent as ownership and bosses and then like our management team is also staying consistent is really big. Um
0: There's a book called Million Dollar Listing, I believe, or Million Dollar Greeting. Um mm-hmm. the fifth book I've read. And are we up to 5 now, Paul? Okay. Yeah. And uh they talk about that specifically with Gen Z and millennials right. of um you know, Our parents were like, this is a job, this is what I do. do And then now it's uh like having a cause, Mm -hmm. kinda like what you're saying. Like what what is the re and so like we say we're not in the barbecue business, we're in the people business, right? Like our goal is to make our customers happy, to have a place that you get joy from being a part of. We do that by selling barbecue, but again, that's that's a good point. Um,
1: but the, the end goal is to make people happy. Right. Right. And and
0: by setting that, you know, sort of cause culture, whatever that hopefully gets employees to buy into that and we could do a better job of that, but that's the, the goal for sure.
1: So if we're being good to our staff, then how, um, are we balancing that with making customers happy and running a viable business?
0: Well, that's the hard part. Because you...
1: This is a good question. (laughs) It is
0: a great question. Very deep. The biggest thing that we struggle with is accountability and specifically from managers. And, you know, I can go in there and yell at everybody. That's a terrible way to run a business. A lot of people run businesses like that. And that's fine. And you manage through fear or intimidation. um, And we just don't believe that's the way to do it. So it's a balance of... And we and we could do a better job of all of this, but these are our values. This is why we're here. Like what we just talked about. Yeah. This is the reason why the thing you did or the way that you messed up as a you know team member or whatever, of interrupts that goal and affects you know our big picture of what, and down to tardiness, down to punctuality, down to what you know, pissing off a customer or something like that. Um. But if we can focus it back to This is our goal. This is, you know, our expectations, what we want, why we're all here, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make money. That's great. But there's a bigger purpose and a bigger reason for this. And I think that's the hard part. Like, how do you balance that running viable business, all that stuff while being a good employer? You know, specifically, we pay really well. We pay better than a lot of other places. We provide benefits that the company pays a huge chunk of. If you're a manager, then you get benefits um, through us. We're working on a 401k down to I want to, um, uh, you know, I've talked about wanting to do a four day work week where people can do that. They have more time off with their family, stuff like that. Those are kind of big picture goals, but we're always trying to look and be creative about, you know, if we're putting, You know, the customer's always right. Well, not always. Like we want to put our staff, our team members as the most important part of our business because if they're happy, if they have a great place to work, then they're gonna show that to the customers. The customers are gonna have a better, um, you know, more happy, you know, thing and all
1: experience and then the tips go up.
0: Sleepless nights. That's and and then then he says at the end
1: and and to be honest about sleepless nights, about trying to balance that. um,
0: haven't been bad lately um but, it
1: just hits sometimes yeah. like you know i think that goes with any job i or you know life worry you can wake up at 4 a.m and think you know what am i going to do sometimes i wake up at 4 a.m and have all of the answers to all of the world right. and get on my notes on my phone and write everything down what i've been thinking about but um
0: what's our i mean
1: yeah we have sleepless nights for sure
0: what's our <laughs> um, our rule What's our number one rule at night? So
1: because we're married and business partners and like love each other desperately. Um, we say that as soon as you're in bed, we can't talk about business. That's like our number one. And there's been people that have actually requested advice on being married and, uh, business right. partners. Like
0: the right, I want to say right, right on tacos. I know he reached out and did he said ask that? something about being, um, uh, husband and wife, you know, cause they got a taco place in East Texas. that looks awesome by the way. Um, like barbecue kind of thing, but yeah. Cool. Advice for, I'm sorry to interrupt well, you, no, but I wanted to shout out.
1: That was just, um, that's a question we get a lot. It's mm. like, how do we maintain a happy marriage, I guess, right. and then also run a business together. So what we, one, this is a small thing, but it actually makes a really big difference because our brains are going nonstop about, The business and people and, you know, our staff and all of this stuff that when we're in bed, like getting into bed, you know, and we'll watch TV or whatever if we have time. It's there's no business talk. And that's because our brains will just keep going and keep going. And like my brain, for sure, I'll be like, oh, did you think about this or whatever? And he's like, you're breaking our rule." or, you, we know, you we
0: try to break the rule every we, night. But we pretty much not
1: but every night. That's a every lie. Night.
0: But we'll, we'll we hold we'll each other
1: accountable. Have a whole
0: day of working <laughs> and a whole day of meetings or whatever and do that. And then the second we get home, we just talk about everything, you know. So it's like But it's also never, our safe. Uh,
1: like I really think that's how we work well together yeah. though. Yeah. Like the no like at the end of the day, no one's creeping, hopefully, at our home so we can talk. <laughs> so we can have an open conversation. But like when we're in the bed, you gotta just cut it out
0: for sure. Any other advice for married? Yeah, business people.
1: I think I think people think that it's see, I don't know, because for us, I personally think. But let's go back to the first question. Are we crazy? Yes. Like, I just feel like we work really well together and we have similar goals, like uh, very similar goals. And then this also goes back to what we talked about early about our culture index survey. Mm hmm. That like you have your strengths, I have mine, mm-hmm. and it actually makes our company work really well together. Right, I can't say that for other married couples that are thinking about diving into this. My biggest that's
0: a good point. Goal, yeah. you know,
1: like I mean, it's actually kind of like proof yeah. after we took these surveys that we actually are really perfect business partners. Yeah, but like, at like when we started the food truck, this was your idea. Like you were. I want to do this. I'm trying to do this. And I'm like, yeah, well, we don't have money. Like, like, cause like I did all the finances. Yeah. And so I, I always wanted to support your dream
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do whatever I could in order to do that. And then what's funny is that when we started going, we actually realized like, we're actually really good at this as a team. Like I have what, my strengths. Yeah.
0: And what you li- like, like what gives you energy, like you said, your personality, what mm-hmm. you like was that interaction with people and that side of things, right. the hospitality side, whereas it was perfect for me, one, because I'm a nerd about barbecue, but the other side of it, I have a technical expert pattern. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I'm very detail oriented. I have to do this thing the same way every time. So the cooking barbecue, all of that side of things was perfect for me, but where I lacked you know, you picked up for, and then where
1: I lacked, you picked up. For. Right.
0: So it's yeah. good. So that's a great point. I would say to pick piggyback off of that is, you know, with a husband and wife team, or if you have business partners, whatever, you know, maybe the case is look at your personalities, how you differ, what are, what are my strengths that I bring to the table? What, mm-hmm. it, what should I focus on? And then the same with your partner, um, you know, what, what, do they need to focus on what are that? Yeah. And you may find out you're both should be in the kitchen and focused on that. Well, then hire somebody, hire somebody to be front of house, you know, kind of manager or the opposite, whatever. Um, But but yeah, I think that's great.
1: Should you see, it's really difficult for us to like, see this as unbiased Yeah, because we're literally like, we're in this together. Right. But like a, a couple that's asking, like, should they go into business together? Like, should they? No.
0: No, I'm just kidding.
1: Our good friends, actually, Walker and Allie just went in together um, doing some real estate. We're super proud of them. So shout out to them. But they were asking the same questions. But they are similar to us, I think, because she's like the visual, like she's, you know, um, fine uh, marketing, marketing like yeah. high class marketing and then he's like he's done real estate for years so he has this experience and yeah. so bringing her under his wing and all this stuff like i think that they're going to be really successful it's called the the tourney tourney real estate group i believe maybe um and so anyway if you need to sell your house or whatever buy a yeah. house go through them but
0: a great example you know it's they
1: were like, asking us about that too you know,
0: i think um you know just figured out what what your strengths and weaknesses are and and that's, you know, it's a cool story or whatever, but not everyone that's should go like, into business yeah, with your hard. spouse. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are probably better off having a nine to five and, you know, um, whatever. But,
1: um, it's also like yeah. on our culture thing, our survey, like you're the leader and I'm mm-hmm. more team player, mm-hmm. which like I can go to that leadership side. Cause I'm close to the line on the, yeah. on the curve, but it's kind of interesting. Like, you almost need someone that's like the visionary, which is what you are. And then I'm almost like the doer of the vision with your help, obviously. But it's
0: traction. That's in traction. It's
1: like, Another yeah, type. you got to have these different yeah. roles too.
0: And I think too, like, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking our friend Isaul e. with 2M Smokehouse mm-hmm. in San Antonio. Yum. So his wife just did uh, culinary school yeah. or whatever. And so she they're both very much, um, uh, and I don't know Craft. their setup or whatever, but they're both very much like incredibly talented in the food side of things. Yeah. So, you know, you can do whatever. Um, you know, I, I think there's ways to make it work, but I think more to your point is figuring out, okay, how do we work together with our different personalities? Or if you have the same personality, that probably would be a struggle too um and then just finding what what works best for you and
1: don't get like offended if you're in like a lot of the times we're in meetings together with like some big shots or whatever and uh like i'll be the only chick in there and so oh, like yeah. i'm like oh i need to realize yeah. i mean i gotta this is another thing but like i gotta realize like i'm the only female in this table full of you know, 14 dudes, like how do I hold my ground? Mm-hmm. Then it's also really cool when I'm in these meetings because I have my husband there to support me. Um, team. So that's, yeah, it's a team all the time. Like I know this. I used to say this a lot. I know that you're going to work as hard as I am and you know that I'm going to work as hard as you are. So it's like the perfect combo. And no
0: one is going to work as hard as us. <laughs> that's
1: and question number one, we're crazy. All right, um, let's move on.
0: Um, Unless you have something else. I don't know. I think we've... That's enough. Chuck Mooney the third. Chuck. um, Shout out Chuck, our pool buddy. uh, Perhaps discuss the reported correlation between burnt ends consumption and accelerated healing in compound fractures. New England Journal of Medicine said it's a thing. I don't believe you. Um, Did they
1: say it's a thing? No,
0: that's made up. But Chuck is describing the Dak Prescott... uh, unfortunate, no. um, accident. Um, I don't know when, if you're viewing or listening to this spoiler alert, but, uh, the Cowboys are done for the season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dak had a, uh, terrible, Poor Dak. ankle injury, compound fracture from every one that I've heard they're saying he's out for the year. And, um, Should it we send him completely some bacon? sucks. Yeah. Test so the theory. Yeah. And I said like on Twitter, like that's Dak's last game, you know, that's sad. I'm not like wishing that uh, like Native. a lot of people took that in the wrong way. It's just like they have to franchise tag him or sign him to a contract. Yeah. I would be shocked. He also
1: has a fractured ankle and just had surgery.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and if they would have thought he was a great quarterback, they would have signed him to a long term yeah. contractor. It was really real sad when he went out. Cowboys Twitter is almost as bad as barbecue Twitter, but uh, it's like, Now Jerry's gonna see that everyone really gets by Jerry doesn't give a shit about that. He wants to make money. He cares about yachts. Ride on a yacht and you know, just be a weirdo for the most part. And so he that he, he like, oh man, this outpouring of he doesn't care, dude. And so Maybe they franchise him again. I don't know how you franchise a guy that's out for 6 months with a broken ankle or I whatever. I mean, do
1: you think that's standard 6 months? I mean the whole season, right?
0: Well, and I don't know anything about that, but everything that I saw said that he's at least out for the season and that because it's a compound fracture that that it it really does take a while to get Dude, any rehab and everything. I mean yeah. his foot was you know, not, no bueno. I was
1: like, wait a minute. Did the foot literally go the wrong way? Yeah. <laughs> and then gnarly. of course they
0: show the replay and you're just like,
1: you're like yeah, I did. I did see that um, correctly.
0: But put me in the category of they should have paid him. I think he's a great quarterback. One of the best in what the NFL. And what, what
1: about our hometown hero, though, coming in?
0: Well, so, yeah, it's a little bittersweet for me, but...
1: The Ginge.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's an <laughs> official nickname, <laughs> but... The... I do love...
1: I love the uh, Cincinnati with the orange, and then yeah. he had the orange hair. It was just, like, a Bingles, great...
0: Bengals have a great uh, uniform. Best? With... I think best
1: uniform. Tiger stripes. Okay. Ladies.
0: Are, is, are we power ranking? Because... <laughs> Seahawks last Yeah you don't like the green Seahawks The other day Um, No Bengals is a great uniform man Um, It is
1: it's like Tony the Tiger guy I'm
0: completely biased but the Cowboys I think is just pure America Football
1: right What about about the Browns beautiful Oh
0: my god The Browns.
1: <laughs> the Browns.
0: Um, so, yeah. <laughs> we, I, should, we should power I, rank that later. I love Dak. I, I wish they would have paid him. I think he's the best thing we have going. Um, Rose Bowl MVP. My boy Aww. Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, lover of Heim Barbecue. Uh, we actually saw him. We were having dinner in Highland Park like months before yeah. the season. And he was just driving around on a golf cart with yeah, his Yeah, and I was like, wow. In uh, Highland Park. That's what uh, it's like center. to have made it. Um and he's very noticeable. Well, know yeah. I yeah. Mean? So it's like that's Andy Dalton. But um yeah, shout out Andy. He's gonna take us to the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm fired up. Um
1: next one.
0: Um do you want to read it?
1: Tim, I, can you say the name?
0: Fancher, I believe.
1: Tim Fancher comic. Um once it's open, where will we see Meat Force one on Sundays? And I have some suge- some suggestions. Um so. Once it's open, meaning Mockingbird, Hi, Mockingbird. Meat Force One is our food truck that goes out. We've been having it go out um, every Sunday at Mockingbird. That's really just because we were trying to get business over there, which has been really good. You guys have really shown up for that. So thank you. Um, mo- Or Mockingbird. Meat Force One is open for anything. I mean, we do birthday parties, we do reunions, Mm -hmm. we do, um, the neighborhoods have been awesome with COVID having us out, which has been so helpful. So thanks for that. Um, but yeah, I'm open for suggestions. If you ever want to, um, have me force one out, you can shoot an email to catering at heimbbq.com and we can work something out for sure. So yeah, send your suggestions to us.
0: Yeah. Shout out Tim. Um he's a comedian in Dallas. I don't know if he's any good, but give him a full. Ooh, we could do Shout a show. Out. Um, I love a good comedy show. A
1: comedy show with a Meat force one there. Um
0: Yeah. So uh it has some generator issues. <laughs> That's nah, been fine. a nightmare, but um we're trying to fix those and have it out as much Just as possible. Like
1: everything there's an issue with something.
0: Um at B Rob underscore 14, how do you determine how many brisket links, et cetera, to smoke a day? Ooh. That is probably the hardest thing that we do. Um at this point we have enough uh data, if you will. Um we can look back at previous years, we can kind of forecast sort of based on you know what what's going on. Um, but I always like to do it kind of a weekly forecast. So at the start of the week, I'll look at everything. And I mean everything, like the weather. Literally look yeah. at the weather, plan everything, if there's any events going on.
1: Holidays.
0: Um, holidays are big, obviously. If you, if you you know, even down to like, is there a TCU game? Is there a Cowboys game? What time is it at? What day, is it Sunday? Is it Monday? Um, you know, any kind of event that's going on, all of that stuff, then... <laughs> We have to, you know, order a certain amount of days out because then we, like with briskets, we have to bring them in. We have to trim them. We have to smoke them. We smoke them the day before. So again, too, it's down to the point of where, so like for Saturday, briskets, pork butts, ribs may go on, you know, around lunch on Friday. So then that means we're ordering that. It's hitting our restaurants on Wednesday. So it's, you have to have all of that planned out and you have basically your estimates and then on the smaller um, things like the bacon, and burn ends, ribs, stuff like that, that's only four or five hours to cook, you know, we basically have the first cook of for lunch. So as soon as those guys get there 4.35 in the morning, they're starting that cook. Usually about, I prefer around noon, 12.30-ish, that smokehouse guys are coming into the kitchen, checking with the managers, checking with the kitchen. How busy have we been? What do I need to put on? Whatever. So then maybe round two. So then they're putting that on. The night guys come in at one. Yep. So then they're finishing briskets, beef ribs, pork butts, everything for the next day. Then they're finishing whatever's needs to be done, you know, for that in-between time. Then at about two, three-ish, preferably, they're going into the kitchen doing the exact same thing. How busy have we been? How is that looking? What are
1: counts right now?
0: What, you know, maybe it's a, a day two where like a Thursday or something at River. We'll have a busier dinner than we will have a lunch service. So then I'm going to put on more bacon, more turkey, more sausage, more ribs, all that stuff so that it's fresh when it comes off the smoker right at hopefully the dinner rush, 7, 730, something like that. Um that's what differentiates us from the places that are like, we just cook one time and then we're sold out.
1: I was going to say, and that's how you do dinner for a barbecue restaurant. Very, um that's m-
0: very much easier way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a big struggle. And so like even, you know, I love Daniel Vaughn. Yesterday he posted an article where he went to some place on Tuesday. They cook their briskets Sunday because they're closed Monday. He just reamed them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, You know, a lot of places, people don't have the luxury to be open one day a week or two Mm -hmm. days a week or whatever. Um, So, (laughs) you know, that's, uh, it it annoys me, obviously, (laughs) but I guess my point is like, we have all those systems in place. We try to do that logistically to where if you come in at 11, you're going to get the same quality of barbecue at eight. Right. There's a million moving factors to that. And it's not as simple as like a place that just cooks one time and then they're done and that's it. Right. Um, It's
1: not. I mean, like when we say it's twenty four hours, yeah, seven days a week. It's twenty four hours, seven days a week. There's a fire for sure going. When we did when we opened River, the koozies say a a fire is forever here because there's literally never a fire. It's like the Olympic torch or something. Like there's literally a fire. 24-7 an
0: oak oak torch it's
1: pretty freaking cool man
0: great question yeah. i mean that's the hardest part of what we do you know on the back end of stuff it's not just like we cook the same thing every day Flash we, like catering every day every you know multiple times a day we're adjusting looking at and and you know yeah. changing that
1: um with this is from big doc <laughs> Shout out. Okay. With three restaurants, how do y'all divide your time between them? I also really enjoyed the episode with the barbecue snob. Yeah. And he's uh, working backwards on the episode. So thanks for listening awesome. or watching.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So how do we divide our time? <laughs> we are an umbrella. We don't have enough
0: time. Yeah. yeah
1: we oversee everything. So. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean we're in each location every day, but we're probably rotating around Mm -hmm. Um, like today. We're going to Magnolia. Um, River is really close to our house. So we're there probably more often. Mm -hmm. Um, And also they've needed a little bit more assistance and guidance. So we've been there more. Um, But we are we're checking on everything pretty much 24 seven. Mm-hmm. We've got cameras on our phones. Um, all of our staff <laughs> yes, has we our direct line. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got a good leadership team in place. And so we're involved in pretty much everything. Um, not like the minuscule things. Like I don't really care if a dishwasher was late or something, but there's, there's going to be info coming to us every day. Um, right. we also have manager logs at night. So Um, when our management team is done, cash doors are counted, deposits been posted, uh, warmers are on hopefully for the next day because they have briskets in there. Shift notes. Uh, We get shift notes sent to us. And so we know exactly like pretty much down to the T we know hourly sales. We have an app for that. We, we, we are very involved. So.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't think this is what big doc means, um, by his question, but it's just that, you know, there's this idea and we've had other restaurant friends who have discussed this, but it's like, if you're not in the restaurant, like, you know, what are you doing? At this point, there's so much that goes on that we have to be with, with catering meetings, with HR, with planning, with Dallas, with hire. I mean, we've been doing interviews like crazy. Um, recently there's, there's so much stuff that, you know, we're, we're in there, you know, almost every day in one of the restaurants doing something, checking on something. But, but one of the biggest things that you and I struggle with is being hands-off and like yeah. we have all of this management team. We have every, these people in place, we have to trust them that they're going to do what we need we and everything with, with all of that and for two psycho impatient perfectionist that can be difficult, but, um, you know, that's something that I think too, that, that is key. Um,
1: but we do, I feel like we do a decent, our time. decent yeah. job with hands off, like not hands off. That sounds bad, but it's like, we're allowing them to do their job. But when it's time, we'll step in if we have to. And I won't hesitate either. For sure. <laughs> You're getting a text. That's for
0: sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Checking cameras and everything. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'll 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 wake up in the morning and it's like six o'clock and you're like on the cameras, like watching the, the psycho. Like <laughs> you know, whatever. Just making dude, sure, dude. It's like
1: your. It's. I mean, uh, husband and wife team. It's like a child. It is literally like your life. Yeah. So,
0: you know. Uh. Anyway. At Percy Jones Fifteen. Now that you have three locations, who you're who are your other pit masters? uh, seems they should get some love also. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, in our smoke house, you know, it's tough cause I want to show everyone love, but that's definitely probably the most important part of what we do. Um, we've, we've got a ton of guys and gals. We have a couple ladies yeah. now in the smokehouse,
1: house, Woo-hoo.
0: um, and have for a while that, that are doing an awesome job. Um, you know, it's, it's, and I'm not going to tell you their names or something. Cause that's just dumb to me, but you know,
1: we don't want you to steal them.
0: <laughs> well, that too. I mean, you know, that's, it's, w- that's with that, when we talk about hiring, that's the hardest thing ever to hire for.
1: Well, and the trust, yeah. I mean, it is like, it, I mean, it's up there with counting our money. Like the at the end of a day, you yeah. know, like.
0: But we had a guy even for Dallas that was going to go and, and be in Dallas. He comes and trains for two weeks and then he quits and has some bullshit excuse, but it's like that that's happened so much. And we have to sort of screen like, you know, all that. that. Um, but the biggest thing and, and the key to, uh, the awesome teams that we have in place now. And like I said, a couple of our guys are going to Dallas, which is great because we know they're going to have the same consistency that, that we've had at the restaurants over here. And then they'll train, you know, new guys, um, to, to do a better job, um, over there. But it's, it's, the key is I think finding people who have a great work ethic, Mm -hmm. who are passionate, maybe not about, barbecue specifically, because then that can cause a whole yeah, bunch of, well, maybe we should do it this way. <laughs> maybe yeah, we yeah, should yeah. do it this way. Or, um, you know, actually, I don't know, Travis, I think maybe we, you know, we'll do it this, it doesn't work like that. And so <laughs> being, having a good work ethic, being passionate, but also caring deeply about the quality of the food is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a ton of people that do that. I think, too, this question annoys me, and I'll be honest with you, because there's this weird uh, celebrity chef sort of, like, you know, mentality that has crept into the barbecue world, Mm -hmm. and, you know, even with that, like, I'm a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. I mean, he's written multiple essays and stuff, I think in Medium Raw, um, about, you know, that whole... Celebrity chefism and food network and all of that. And like, I don't want to be on chopped. We've turned down chopped like multiple times. I don't care about any of that shit. The only thing that I care about is serving the best food that we can and making people happy. I don't want to be, you know, whatever like that. But it's this weird thing now where if you're not posting videos, if you're not yeah. like on Instagram, you know, doing like posing with like dirt on your face or something. <laughs> Like that's what a pitmaster is, and it just it it annoys me because what a hard work. What a pitmaster is really is a guy who's standing inside of our smoker, scrubbing it or girl, and is covered in soot and everything else. You're doing that once a week. You're you're hauling grease from the smoker to the the grease pit.
1: Yeah, you're sweating your
0: ass off because you've just worked a 12, 14 hour shift. You're not posing and, you know, shout out, subscribe to my, you know, like, get out of here, dude. And so I don't think that's what you meant by this question, but you can tell it bothers me um, because I think of it and I and the guys that I look up to that I care about. Aaron Franklin, Billy Durney, the Fox brothers in Atlanta, Sam, Sam Jones, Rodney Scott, um, Ronnie Killen in Houston, guys who are dedicated to the craft of what they do. They've created restaurants, multiple restaurants, a lot of them in different ways. And, you know, it's almost like how our role has changed. My Mm -hmm. role has changed. You know, I, I think of like those guys. And that's how I try to be. I'm deeply ingrained into what's going on, the quality, everything that we do. We're driving that. We're trying to get better every day, all that stuff. Am I in the smokehouse every day, poking fires? Am I a pit master? Would I call myself that? No. And so it's just, you know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or whatever. But the point is, like, we have people just like the people in our smokehouse, just like in our kitchen, just like our front of house who are dedicated, who care deeply about what they do and they deserve as much respect and everything as everyone else. But enough with the celebrity, you know, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, if I get invited to another Facebook group, I swear to God. So <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, my soapbox We're for the day. Sorry, on some- <laughs> um, But yeah, so- I didn't like your question and sorry. So that's my okay. answer. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Will, uh, at meet the which I thought was a great name. Will Mm. there be breakfast at the Dallas location? Yes. We We chatted about that. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome.
1: Um, I have one. Yes. So Sierra, who is actually one of our main smokehouse dudes at Rivers, girlfriend. Yeah. She asked, um, what if we had never met? Oh yeah. If we had never met, what would we be doing with our lives? Like. What goals did we used to have? What would our careers be? I would obviously be a race car driver.
0: <laughs> That's not what I thought you were <laughs> going to say. Yeah. <laughs> F1, yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. Well, I don't know if there's a female F1, but maybe the first well, female F1 driver. I would
1: clearly be going really fast in cars was not being hindered by that. you saying, please push the brake. Um no, I mean, that's, that's a dream for sure. I still love that. I step. think you
0: would be great at that.
1: Okay. So I got the green light on that. So moving forward. No, I think what I would really do is I have, I have a BA in um, psychology. Um, obviously I met you. I've, I knew you when I received my bachelor's, but um, I've always had it's a
0: weird way to say that. A but heart. Yeah. <laughs> We've known each other We've since known. we were 13. We've known each yeah. other.
1: Uh, we, I, have a, I have a heart for people. And so, um, I actually wanted to be a counselor for like pre, well, for teens um, that are pregnant. So I don't know exactly how you word that. Yeah. But um, like in college, I got to work at a home that was specifically for young teens that are pregnant. And in so tough situations, in tough situations, and, yeah. Um, I just have a heart for that. And then also, um, like, I could also be like an interventionist <laughs> or... A detective, okay. I think like a
0: catfish detective <laughs> catfish person, you would sure. be great at, <laughs> but um, mostly
1: race car driver.
0: Uh, what was the question again?
1: So, if we had never started the restaurants, if we didn't have the stores, what would you be doing?
0: Um, I'd be probably in a ditch somewhere. No, come I on. No uh, you <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I don't know because it. That's a great question. I think you'd be like a
1: writer or something. Not a writer, Ugh. but a speaker. Or...
0: A professional book reader with six books. Yeah. Six books, yeah. That's, I mean, we're working our way up, so maybe by the the next podcast, I'll have uh, another one I don't one know. Down.
1: Actually, I don't know what you'd be.
0: Um, I don't know, because we've known each other for this. so long, and I, and my personality, I, I don't know, I... um to some extent, and this—it's uh, not evident in the podcast. I thought of uh, uh, being a comedian mm-hmm. at, at one time because yeah. I love comedy, and uh, just kind of all the you know, like Joe Rogan, Theo Vaughn. Like all, one of the reasons we do this podcast because I just love podcasts Theo and I think Vaughn's they're cool.
1: Funny.
0: Yeah, he's insane. And he had Theo Vaughn had uh, Grady Spencer's song intro on his podcast the other day. He Shout played out it Grady. twice. Um, and he talked about it and it's got like, you know, 500,000 views or whatever. Yay, Grady. Um, so yeah, hopefully he's making a little money off of that with merch or something yeah. with Grady. Um, at one point, you know, I, um, uh, I was a missionary in Kenya for a little bit yeah. the day after I graduated high school. I thought I was going to be a pastor and then I realized I do not want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: you're kind of you know, are though I'm
0: kind of uh you know a meat pastor switch gears a <laughs> little meat pastor meat church we should have him on matt matt uh, he's coming on he we had to change he we were we invited him he was all in and then he had to go uh cater for thomas rett in nashville who, I don't even know who that is, but, uh, you know, it's a big deal, I He's guess. A, and uh, a
1: popular singer.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, I was like, well, when you're not done hanging out with your celebrity friends, you know, maybe you can...
1: Remember us, Matt.
0: Yeah, friends in low places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I would be doing. I sold commercial real estate in college and that was well, a nightmare. Like,
1: and- I mean, honestly, it's probably hard for you to answer this question because I feel like I genuinely feel like you've found, like you're one of the lucky ones in life that I have that. found their true calling. Yeah. And whether that's barbecue, because like you are just saying, I'm not a pit master, but like you kind of are and everyone knows it and you just need to accept Sorry, it. I but like, I, I also feel like, you're a like unicorn because you Thank are you. combined. Um, you have like the back of house pitmaster stuff, but then you also are like extremely well-versed in business, which I think a lot of people don't Thank realize. You. And I, I also think that's why we're about to open our third restaurant and you know, who knows what's coming next. But like, I just feel like you, like there's a handful of like all of humanity that has been able to find their passion and then like do it.
0: Thank at you. At the same time. I um like we've talked about I love golf and like right. a oh man that's another golfer question. would be cool but it's yeah. like I don't think I could do that for a career. I
1: Those guys have the life.
0: I love restaurants mm-hmm. like down to like I love like Olive Garden. Like I love like Chili's. I love all different restaurants and seeing how they service Different demographics, how they operate, the efficiency side of things, from Michelin Star restaurant to a McDonald's. Yeah. Like that's what I'm constantly trying to read, constantly trying to learn and think of things from outside of the box. Okay, how could we get better as a business and incorporate something um, you know, from other stuff or whatever? And my goal and my passion down the road would be to to like open a burger place, open Mm -hmm. a taco place, do some other stuff because I don't really feel like I have that chef sort of thing because it just, I, I don't like the ego and I, I, I love the creativity and creating new stuff and everything. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from my mother and grandmother probably because they're great cooks. But um, I, I, I also love the business side of it. I mm-hmm. love like bringing somebody in um, like I'll shout out Tex, you know, I don't want to say any names, but Tex is freaking awesome in our smokehouse. Yeah. He's a guy that's passionate all that. I love seeing people like that who come in, who work their ass off. And if something's not right, they're like, I'm upset about it. Yeah, Like he said something about the corndog thing and all this. Really and, nice. and there's a million people like that, you know, in, in within our company that, that care and do a great job. But, um, again, to that point, I I love that side of it. Mm -hmm. I think more than just like being in front of a smoker every day, which is weird. I wouldn't have felt that way years ago. I've
1: got one more question and then I think we should close this down because we've been chatting for quite a long time. But, um, I thought this was a good question because, and this is also from Instagram, I think it was Bubba's barbecue, um, this morning. Shout Um, but how do we unplug? How do we, Like, I know we mentioned, like, if we're in the bed, we don't chat business, but, like, Mm -hmm. how do we actually, like, okay, I need to, like, breathe and have a moment
0: without barbecue? Sure. Um, I read. I wake up. I try to wake up earlier, and uh, we're huge coffee freaks. And so we'll drink coffee. I'll try to read. try to read a book a week um, if I can. If I'm not, don't have a lot going on. Um, And then... um, golf I love golf mm-hmm. you know and I haven't had time to play in, in a long time um but uh recently I've gotten to play more and that's been a lot of fun and so I I love and I'm such a psycho like I I have to win like I think I really hate I've heard people say this before and I completely understand I I hate losing more than I enjoy winning if that makes sense yeah and so it's like like if
1: you, you win you're like cool but if you lose, if like, I win, it's nah. like
0: I'm supposed to win. You know what yeah. I mean? And if I lose, then I'm like, this is like, I hate this. I have to fix this immediately. And anyway, that's my own personal problems. But with golf, I think it's a good balance because I can play golf. I can like be in my own thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. very, my personality is like, I'm constantly thinking of stuff and different ideas. So it's a way to kind of turn off and do that, but also the competitiveness of it, whether I'm just competing with myself to try to get better or if I'm playing with friends or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, it kind of fits all those checks, all those boxes. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's fun, but it's also, I'm still a psycho and I need some level of like competition. Yeah, to enjoy I don't
1: think that's a bad thing.
0: Anything <laughs> for you.
1: Um, I wake up every morning much like you and enjoy coffee, which, We call home coughs. That's
0: where this bad boy is. (laughs) Shout out Meat Fight, by the way.
1: Um, I journal every single day. And it's kind of like a way for me to kind of like leave thoughts or worries or concerns like, on a piece of paper and I know that it's like written down and I can look back and actually see how things have manifested or see how they haven't for the better. Um, but that really is like, I can like disconnect. It is. And it's every, every morning I try to do that. If I've got an early morning, I'm not a great waker upper. So I maybe don't do it, but
0: neither one of us are morning people. really. Yeah.
1: And then I, I do like, if I can like drive for a long distance, I like to do stuff like that. Um, But anyway, okay, so I think we need to talk about hours. Yeah, yeah. Dallas. I'm Dallas. Mockingbird, whatever it's called. (laughs) Our hours are... Opening day.
0: When's opening day?
1: So are we talking grand opening?
0: Grand opening is...
1: October 28th. Boom,
0: boom, boom.
1: October 28th. Um, Which is a
0: Wednesday. Which is a
1: Wednesday, so it's going to be in the middle of the week, but we're going to do full service... That day, um, we will soft open the week before the um, October twenty second through the twenty fifth.
0: Please be gentle.
1: So please be gentle, but then also show up because we didn't really announce too much about soft opening for River and like no one no showed one up. No
0: one knew about it. So, <laughs> literally no one gave Which was
1: like good and bad. Um, but we need to make money. Yeah. So if you could please show up, that'd be great. If
0: you're listening um, to this podcast, then it's like, obviously you should come to the soft open because, right. you know, it's Because you're you, like you care. hardcore. Um you, but yeah, you official opening's the 28th.
1: Officials is the 28th. You mentioned earlier the day of the week of operation mm-hmm. are gonna be Wednesdays through Sunday. Yep, so we'll be out. closed Monday and Tuesdays yep. there. Our hours are going to be eight to nine every day. So eight AM will be breakfast options for you. Um and then our regular service, which I'm sure you if you did want to pick up like a brisket or something before eleven, you could totally do. But regular service will begin at eleven AM till nine PM. We may expand that mm-hmm. as, yeah. as it goes. Um but Yeah, so we're throwing our hearts out there to you guys because Dallas is opening soon, so we just want to see you all smiling faces. We want to see some of the same faces, and we want to see some of the new faces that are going to be supporting us. So Dallas Mockingbird, 3130 West Mockingbird Lane, 75235. Wow. That's the zip code. I know the phone number, too. I'm still working on some of the Google stuff, um, but that's coming right along also, so... We've got some exciting stuff coming up. So keep following us and, uh, anything else?
0: Uh, it's, uh, terrifying, exciting, happy, scary, all rolled into one big ball. Um, but Showing. we got a good, uh, team over there so far. We're really excited and we're happy to bring bacon burn-ins to uh, big D. So, um, shout out, come see us. It's going to be crazy. Um, but again, thanks for listening. I know this yeah. podcast. We said we don't want it to be about our business, and this whole podcast was about our business. Well, for but, this <laughs> one, we did limited edition. Limited edition. But, um, thank you for listening, for watching. Uh, please follow us on uh, Patreon.com. Yeah. We're, we're up to six patrons, what? which is awesome. We're very thankful for uh, all thank of them. Y'all. Um, for supporting this podcast directly um, so we can keep doing it which uh it costs money um so you can if you want to support us get some behind the scenes stuff all of our patrons uh patrons are going to be uh, invited to our friends and family event yeah. uh, in Dallas which is exciting um, so they'll get even a sneak sneak peek um which yeah, is Yeah so awesome. if you want to
1: be on that list Yeah follow us on Patreon It's
0: 5. Time it's like time the cost of podcast. a coffee so uh, patreon.com slash hime Time Podcast. Perfect. Hime Time Podcast on Twitter. Um, we have an Instagram. Hime Time Podcast. Um, please, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, review. That just helps us Mm -hmm. in the ratings and everything. Um, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. Um, but yeah, we can't, can't thank you guys enough. So, um, We're going to go work for a couple hundred hours and hopefully we'll see See you you in
1: Dallas. Yeah.
0: See you in Dallas. See you on
1: Mockingbird Lane. Crazy. Awesome. Thanks, guys. (laughs)